Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Robin to his Batman, Michael Howard. Oh, Michael, which one? I've lost so many. <laughs> my my, uh, young, my sweet young boys. I'm, I'm Dick Grayson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Old old Richard Grayson. Old, old Dickie. Yeah, old uh, Dickie. I, I, only, I only say that because I watched uh, the Lego Batman movie on the aeroplane. Oh, and, yes. Uh, it was great. I don't know if you've seen it, but... No, Rick. I've I've wanted to. I don't, you know, ha- not having a small child uh, to go to the <laughs> movies with. I don't always have like good reasons to go see kids' movies that won't make me seem like a thirty-five-year-old weirdo with a beard. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes I miss those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed the Lego Movie, um, which I did see with my nephew. That was fun. Um, but I haven't seen Lego Batman, even though I wanted to. Yeah, it's it's excellent. I highly recommend it. I heard it was a little bit like kind of try hard or like they tried to fit in as many quips as possible into like, hey, this is for the parents, too. Uh, yeah, but- I mean, there was one part where they just like listed off a whole bunch of Batman villains, like all of them. And then and then they like but but they did it in a funny way where they like went absurd with it, where it was like condiment man. And it's like shooting ketchup and mustard at people. So, I mean, like. That could get pretty bad, Michael. A lot of salt in those condiments. <laughs> you could burn some eyeballs pretty bad. Yeah, there was a guy who just threw eggs at people, I think. So he's just a Halloween teenager, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Well, Michael, you mentioned being on a flight. Uh, how was how was your old trip across the pond? Oh, man, it was good. It yeah? was good. We managed to go on a 10-day beach vacation, and it was 100 degrees or close to it pretty much every day, uh, mm. and did not get sunburned. Well, I was I was gonna comment. You look so nicely bronzed, like a Greek god. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, not a burn to be seen. And do you look handsome? Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I was joking with Rachel that like she was like, oh, you know, we gotta buy fifty because I, you know, SPS fifty. And I was like, come on, I'm Greek. The Greek sun is like my. I'm like Superman, right? Like the yellow sun gives me power, right? Uh, in Greece, and I was like, and, and you're like an honorary Greek at this point because we've been married for nine years, and you've and imparted like, no, your gonna, powers upon her. She's like, I don't tan. She's like, I crispy like a lobster, and I was like, no, you will tan. The Greek sun is magic, and she did. She tanned. Yeah, magic tan, Greek sun. Tanned like a magical. Mm-hmm. Delicious octopus leg or some braised goat, perhaps. <laughs> some nice oh, roasted man. feta cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back safely in these glorious United States of America. We're recording the day after the 4th of July. Yeah, we have some we have some very special birthdays, you know, birthday of the, the country. Mm-hmm. But also today, yeah. the day after the 4th of July is the birthday of Spam. Spam turns 80 today. We did it. We made it. Yeah. Hey, Michael, can I be very honest with you? Mm -hmm. So we talked about Spam in an early episode of this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, mostly it's like, I remember eating it as a child and like wondering, oops, (laughs) am I poor? Um, (laughs) So I went ahead and pulled the trigger on a can of Spam. Did you? Yeah, I have not eaten it yet because I've been Mm. waiting for the right moment to eat it. But like, there is a can of Spam. I bought it on Sunday. Uh, so I guess July 2nd, uh, so it's good for another 18 years. Um, but, uh, I bought it cause like I, you know, I badmouthed it and I haven't had it in a very long time. So I, I bought it with every intention of testing it out for this show. And then I didn't, I, had I known it was its birthday, I would, today I would have eaten it, but I blew it. I really, I really beefed and or porked it. I don't know what's in spam. Uh, well, apparently, according to spam, uh, Spam stands for sizzle pork and mmm. Yeah. No, I mean, it, if so. I remember if I remember anything about this delicious canned treat, it's sizzle and mmm. <laughs> the pork was always questionable. I I was never sure about that actual property of of the can. Well, well, I'm sure that if it's good for probably another, if you want to just wait till its hundredth birthday. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. If I wanted to risk it, if I just want to hold out that long. Yeah. I feel like I could get there. I'm sure. I don't know how how long it's good for, but I I'm pretty sure it's like non-perishable, right? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I could probably open the can and leave it sitting in my pantry for 18 years and come back to it, and I think it'd probably be okay. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about when we moved uh, 
from South Carolina to Chicago, and then we ended up moving. And, you know, we were there for in our apartment for two years, and then we moved to our house. And we were like going through the pantry stuff because we just packed it in a big box, and we sure. found stuff that had that had expired like while we were still in South Carolina. Oh yeah, and we moved it twice. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, when I moved from uh, Gainesville to Atlanta. I found things that I had that had clearly expired before I moved from my previous apartment in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, again, like you, moved it across state lines, which I think <laughs> makes me some sort of drug smuggler. Uh, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure of the laws, but yeah, I I definitely moved illicit high, hallucinogenic substances across straight straight line. I can't talk across state lines, so it happens. Yeah. So well, we I would say we talked about uh, how it was in Greece. I had a, a few a few things that I wanted to bring back to you from from my homeland. Oh, good, because I was really hoping that you had some things from from that side of the pond. Because while you were gone, literally everything here sucked very badly. I, I just hope, kind of I tried to ignore everything. I hope you didn't check Twitter because it was mostly fat guys beating up on the media and or stealing beaches from like their constituents. <laughs> so like there's nothing good in the United States while you were every, gone. Every time I opened Twitter, you know, because I didn't use it very much, you know, I didn't watch any TV or anything. But I, like every time we would have some Internet, I would check Twitter and it was just like, oh, cool. There's a picture of. Fat Chris Christie sitting on a beach. I'm going to close Twitter immediately. Thank yeah, you. I don't. I, I did the same thing when I was in Scotland. Like I, I was compelled to do the same bullshit I do here, mm-hmm. where I check like the same four Twitter accounts like every day, like nine times. One of which is like I check my sister's Twitter because she's usually funny, and I steal stuff from for this show from her. Uh, I check like Griffin McElroy for video video game tweets and like real Donald Trump. And then, like, Brad Jaffe from NBC News. Like, I just checked those four Twitter accounts obsessively. And I did that in Scotland. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, no. (laughs) What's great, though, is when you're traveling, the promoted material or, like, the ads that you get are, like, really weird. Yeah, that was nice. Because they don't know who you are. But they're like, well, you're here. Enjoy Tesco. You clearly want this weird product from Greece that you've never heard of. I will tell you one thing that I learned. While I was in Greece, apparently the Greeks love Ed Sheeran. <laughs> our, our ginger voice of Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I read an article when I got back that apparently not everyone loves Ed Sheeran because he quit Twitter uh, over some pretty... Uh, well, Michael, pretty- we broke the news maybe... 14 episodes ago that he came back to Twitter. Right, he but came, he quit Twitter again, uh, apparently. He tweeted, he, oh, he tweeted again. He, <laughs> he twatted. He, well, he tweeted. He quit Twitter. Twatted? Twat- yeah. So, yeah, yeah but, twit. like, I came back to this news and I was like, well, he should just move to Greece because literally, uh, no joke, I had The Shape of You, the song by Ed Sheeran that's on the radio, I had it stuck in my head for three straight days while I was in Greece because it was everywhere we went, it came on the the music they were playing every restaurant every bar it came on and it was on it like every like fourth song was shape of you and can you can you give me a couple bars can you can you lay that down real quick <laughs> i can't i honestly can't right michael, now michael, michael real quick could you just a couple bars yeah. uh no because i have despacito stuck in my head now because that's the other song that they would play stop fair fair <laughs> but there was one point where we were sitting at dinner and like there was music barely playing and i was like I'm pretty sure this is not Ed Sheeran, but that's what's playing in my head. And then we went downstairs, and sure enough, it was it was Ed Sheeran. Oh. So I I don't know what Greeks like about Ed Sheeran, but they love it. Do you think he pays taxes in Greece? Just anywhere? Maybe they just love him because he just he does not pay taxes <laughs> anywhere because he's just like a citizen of the world. He's just like, nah, I ain't paying those taxes. I'm a citizen of the world. You can't Maybe. you can't nail me down to any one country. Maybe that's why they love him so much. Maybe. I really wish I could remember some of the song, but I, I literally cannot think of anything other than Despacito right now. Uh, can we, give me some of Despacito, please. Despacito, Debo blah, 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 blah. That's all I got. Hmm. What was the Ed, Sheeran's, actually, what was the Ed Sheeran's song? Shape of You. Wait, so what? I actually looked up, I looked up the lyrics what to uh, Shape of You. Okay. I actually looked up the lyrics to Despacito, and they're, they're pretty great. Okay. Um, I I thought he was saying burrito at some point. Yeah, I mean it's very close. But apparently he says uh, labyrintho, which is a uh, labyrinth. Yeah, that checks out. 
because he says in Spanish, it, the translation might be a little rough, but he says, uh, Okay, I think that's enough before Come we get now, we follow get, my we're, lead. No, we're, right, we're gonna get sued. We did too much. We're gonna do much. We're gonna get sued. <laughs> if I sing it, does it count? <laughs> uh probably not, because you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in Despacito, one the like the chorus says like I wanna write on the walls of your labyrinth. But and then I want to sign I want to sign all over your body or something like that. Someone did not read the labyrinth the same way that I did, because <laughs> typically speaking, you walk into someone's labyrinth, you get gored by a goddamn minotaur. Uh, well, not in her labyrinth, apparently. Uh, also, what kind of twists and turns does her vagina have? I which don't is know. what I'm kind of, like what I'm, I'm intuiting from he's, those lyrics. Well, he's hitting the walls and the bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. But then also there's many twists and turns, a lot of corners, uh, a couple of treasure, like a couple of false treasure chests, probably. Yeah. I've, I've played Zelda. There's a lot yeah, of, there's like a minotaur at some point, probably, yeah. I guess. Almost certainly. Almost certainly. Yeah. Well, anyway, Michael, nothing really has happened that I really want to talk about in the world except in China. Okay. Yeah, so there's two good, good stories from China that I want to talk about. Um, so we've, this show has a pretty long storied history of talking about, um, how should I, uh, dick strength mm-hmm. yep. and working out the penis, mm-hmm. um, you know, muscularly speaking. You yes. know, there's obviously most people I think focus on the endurance testing, endurance fist- fitness of the penis. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people don't just think of sheer strength and yeah, you know, I mean, sheer- you really gotta, you really gotta buff up your buff up your beef. If you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. When you put it that way, I, I'm uncomfortable too. Um, <laughs> but so Michael, you talked a lot about the apparatus that one might connect to their penis mm-hmm. to make it stronger. Uh, a lot of tying weights to it. Do you happen to remember offhand, like, the maximum amount of weight that someone had connected to their their dingle dangle? I don't, but I can't, I, I can't imagine it would be more than, like, maybe, like, 40, 50 pounds max. Yeah. Um, so, Michael, what if, if you were a kung fu master and you had to really show your prowess with something I, I, this is kind of a leading question um but if you had to show your prowess as a kung fu master what would you really like want to do i want to like kick through kick through something right yeah right? That, i i get that yeah that, yeah i would i would really kick something i would throw someone like 100 feet you know oh, yeah. some sort of sweet kung fu moves um what if what if I tied a military helicopter to your penis and asked you to drag it very long, like a very far distance? Whoa. I don't I don't think I could do that. Well, I mean, you haven't trained for it. Right. Um, on the other hand, uh, Mr. Uh, Ye Hongwei, who goes by the stage name of Ye Wei. Uh, wait, wait, pre- wait, wait, wait. His name is Ye Hung Wei, and he he gets rid of the hung. The hung part, yeah. Part. Clearly, this man okay. was not speaking in, or thinking in English when mm-hmm. he uh, yeah. removed the importantest part of his name. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I'm just going to, for color, I'm going to read the a read more section on the, the Daily Mirror. Uh, fastest punch in the world recorded as martial arts grandmaster s- strikes 352 times in one minute. What? Yeah, that's that's impressive to me. Uh, Three hundred fifty-two times in one minute—that's like that's like five punches a second. Yeah, uh, but this man tied a rope to his penis and then tied that rope to a helicopter and pulled it thirty-three feet. <laughs> was the helicopter like on wheels or was he dragging? I mean, it? yeah, the landing gear was down and okay. it had it had like a guidance, like you know, kind of like airplanes do when they connect yeah, to the, yeah. the trolley. Uh, it had, but it was basically just tied to a stand, and he pulled it 33 feet. He had previously pulled seven cars uh, by by his manhood, which is how they they very much they always refer to it as his manhood in this article. Um, 
uh, he had he he wanted to say he, he wanted to hit twenty six feet three inches, which was eight meters. Um, so there's a couple of quotes. So he's been practicing Zen Tai Chi for more than thirty years, uh, and he says. I don't know why I struggled in the beginning. I felt nervous and very unsure, but I mustered up the strength needed and started the helicopter moving. Uh, and he says, I will continue practicing so I can break new records in the future. Uh, and he basically says he didn't know he could make it that far and like didn't know if he could go any further. And at this point, I'm like, if you've got the momentum going to pull a helicopter, which weighs a couple dozen tons like yeah. with your dick. Yeah. Why don't why can't you just keep going forever at that point? Like you got the thing moving. It's rolling at that point. Yeah, I mean that's the hardest part would be starting it, right? Like I mean, they always overcoming say, the inertia. They always say the the hardest part of pulling a helicopter with your dick is the first five feet. And exactly. after that <laughs> after that it's just it's just cruising. <laughs> it's just keeping the momentum up after that. Yeah. I mean Okay. <clears throat> I've always wondered this about these these "Quote unquote records, yeah. Like, how many people are competing to pull to, helicopters with their dicks? I mean, certainly at least <laughs> one person, at like, least two, right? Because there was already a record for him to beat, right? I mean, <laughs> okay. So, also, I gotta tell you, um, the oh, there are four comments on this article. The second one, which is the second full comment is like, if I tried that, they would need a jumbo jet from Dave Smith. <laughs> and listen, I don't know Dave Smith. I don't know him from Adam. That guy sounds like he's got a huge dick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do, here's the question, though. Do you, do you, you don't need a huge dick to pull a helicopter. You just need a strong dick. A strong dick, uh, an iron will, a lot of determination, and like mostly I feel like a, a comfortable rope. And, like, no pain receptors right, and, in or around your dick region. And this is what I want to know about, like, the apparatus that makes you... Because you sent me the apparatus for the, the dick weightlifting. You're right. Um, it, you know, it was definitely like a, cla- or like a plastic shell that went around the, the dick. Um, like, if that's just all on, on the penis, pulling, like, a couple ton he- helicopter, like... You know, is it a rope? Because that's a bad situation. I'm not interested in that at all. Uh, but, I mean, if it's, like, a brace of some kind, like, yeah, all right. My I'll question cruise. is, though, like, is he standing facing the helicopter yes, and then he is, pulling he's backwards? He's facing the helicopter and walking backwards. Like, I guess my, my main thing would be, like, there's not there's not anything to stop the rope from pulling off of the penis. Like, so, I'll, I'll say this. It would all have to I, be tied pretty tight. All right? I see... So, I'm gonna, I'll send you a picture real quick. Uh, there's... He's wearing blue, like... He's wearing, like, a blue ninja gi. Uh, like, just robes. There's a, uh, like, a nylon strap connected to the uh, wheels of the helicopter. Well, he's and a then, pretty big... He's a pretty bad ninja, though, because yeah. I can see him. Right. And then... Yeah, exactly. And then connected to the... To the strap, there appears to be like a yellow silk band, like wrapped around, like knotted pretty good, and then reaching into. If I had to imagine, it's probably tied around the shaft and the balls, just to give you. So like when the- you said you were going to send me a picture, like this is a barely blurred out picture of the dude's like well, dick I think, tip. I think they blared out. Well, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I hope they blared out his the fist of his hand, but like if not, dude's got a pretty sizable penis like oh yeah he's been pulling helicopters and yeah cars like and shit like an uncomfortably large hammerhead of a penis <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just saying that that's a that's a beefy boy right there how many dick push-ups do you think he could do i mean one at a time but he can probably do a couple every week yeah i mean you really only need one yeah um, but either way, like, it looks like it's, it's around, like, the whole scrotum. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure there's balls in there, too. This is a bad what? conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's like, you hear about these records being set, or like, and it's like, who, who came up with, like, how do you come up with this? Have you, Kush, have you ever had the desire to hold some kind of weird, obscure record? No. And that's the thing. I mean, like, 
you know, there are some things like the strongman games. It's like, can you pull like nine semi trucks, like, you know, tied to your back, like, and just run? Like, those are set competitions. Like, this guy clearly, like, there was no record holder for like, can you pull a military attack helicopter <laughs> with your dick more than 20 feet? No. Um, this is just like, hey, you know what I think I can do? Cause like, I don't know. I got a pretty beefy boy down there. I'd really like to see what he can he can do. Yeah, I'm gonna tie a helicopter to my penis and just kind of run. Like he just did this and like invited people to watch. The other interesting thing is like, I feel like whenever it's one of these weird competitions or whatever records, like it's it seems like it's disproportionately dudes. Oh well, I mean, yeah, obviously. Like you yeah. never, I've never heard a story where it's like, oh, this woman pulled a a nuclear submarine by her tits. Like yeah. no one ever did that because this woman crushed the nuclear submarine with her vagina. <laughs> oh, whoa, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like one, it's. <laughs> I think we've talked about this. Like one, men are way overly proud of their penises for <laughs> no reason whatsoever. Like again, yeah, it's just a dick, um, but. There's another wrinkle to this, yeah. Obviously, it's only it's only guys. <laughs> wrinkle, hey Um, can you imagine going to like the kung fu conferences and being like, "Oh yeah, I punched 352 times in a minute." Uh, oh yeah, I kicked someone into the moon. I pulled a helicopter 30 feet with my dick. Oh, did kung fu help you with that? <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand how that fits in with with kung fu at all. I know nothing about kung fu, so I don't really want to dig myself into a dumb cultural hole here. But still, like, if I just like got very drunk, I could probably pull something very heavy with my dick. <laughs> well, I mean, when I was younger, I did like taekwondo um, for like a couple years, and there was there wasn't any dick related competitions. There was like breaking of boards with hands, right? And fists and feet. Um, and there was a lot of like really cool movements and stuff, but there was no, there was no dick related activities that I was well, aware of. I would imagine it's probably not really, uh, uh, they didn't probably didn't focus on the dick in his <laughs> kung fu training. Um, <laughs> and from my, again, very limited, uh, expertise or not, or like knowledge of this, like kung fu is not necessarily about like martial arts training is just like anything that like you can put your mind to for a very long time and focus on true. and practice I guess on. That's true. So it's a discipline that takes hard work and practice. So I mean, like if this guy was just pulling things with his dick for forty years and was like, I don't know, I'm pretty good at it. Sorry. Uh, like, yeah, I That'd guess be you, a hell of a thing to figure out you weren't very good at, though. Uh, my thing is like, how do you get into it? Like, because you know, when you I start went to- by pulling like a Tonka truck. Yeah, like like ah, that that thing weighed four ounces, but I pulled it right across my living Nailed room. Nailed it. I think it's like when I so this man's not very old. He's probably like late mid forties, maybe. Um, so this means he started when he was like you know high school or college. I got my college degree having no idea what I wanted to do in the world. I don't <laughs> necessarily regret my choice, but I don't really love what I've chosen to do with my life. Um, so this man must have made a choice because he's been doing this for thirty years. That he was going to focus and practice very hard on pulling things with his apparently gigantic penis. Mm-hmm. And then he's just been working very slowly up to helicopters. How does one make money doing that? Like, how do you tell the government, which again, I know this is, this is in China. Uh, so I don't know what the tax forms are like, but it's just like, no, um, yeah. I'm self-employed. Self-employed. Uh, this dick is pretty much my only means of uh everything uh so yeah i'm just pulling pretty heavy stuff whatever you want to throw at me i got it i'll pull it at least a couple feet well there was that one dude i can't remember if it was on like one of those america's got talent shows or something like that but he could like he would like hang from his piercings on his nipples that sounds bad that sounds Mm -hmm. very bad yeah again that's just not really a skill that's just like a very specific application of tensile strength (laughs) like like and, and pain tolerance, really. and like and like one very prone to failure. Yeah, yeah. Well, Michael, I think we've talked enough about dick pulling. Um, what else you got for me? I had an interesting question. So I was in Europe, obviously on beaches. Sure. Um, and pretty much everywhere you go in Europe, it you know topless tops tops optional. Sure. Um, on the beaches, but there are also like some places where you could go where there are nude beaches. Yeah. Um. So my question to you is. Would you go to a nude beach? Just go to one? 
Yeah, well, would you go to one, first of all? And then if you were there, would you partake? Um, I'll be, so I would probably go to one because, like, to me, it's just a beach. Like, I, I don't mind seeing nudity in general. Like, I, like, I, I do, I definitely do have a American's prudishness towards that in a lot of ways. Like, I, sometimes it's shocking to me, but I never, like, doesn't ever bother me seeing nudity. Um, I will say I would probably not partake in it because even for me, like, I struggle to be anything less than, like, two layers of clothing at all times. Even when it's, like, currently in my apartment, it's hot as shit. Uh, it's hot in Atlanta. Like, I have to wear, like, underwear, pants, like, full shirt. Like, I, like, I'm not, like, a just short. I, I have to be wearing the maximum amount of clothes at all times. Like, I, so you're I, not I like a, you don't just wander around your own apartment naked. Uh, no, like, I struggle to wander around my own apartment in, like, underwear. See, I, yeah, I was, I was struggling, because I was like... No one body shames me more than myself, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm in Europe, like, I'm not gonna see anyone I know. I mean, that would be my, my main issue, is like... No one's gonna see this dick again except for your wife. Right, like, I don't, I don't care. The weirdest part would be, like, somebody I know knowing what I look like completely nude. Like, it's just awkward, I well, think. Actually, here's an interesting thing on that, though. I was going to say wrinkle again, but I, I shifted. <laughs> um, I've never been on an international trip where I don't run into someone I know. Really? Yeah, like, without fail. I like I went to Tokyo with a dad for his bachelor party and ran into, like, the person who owned my apartment complex and was, like, a big person <laughs> with the Chamber of Commerce. And so, yeah, I was you, just like... You probably shouldn't go to a nude beach. You're going to run into, like, exactly. boss just, like, or something. Yeah, and I just feel like, oh, oh, hello, Michael. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> wish oh, I had, that's mm, w- that's what you're working with, huh? W- mm. Wish I hadn't seen all that. Oh mm. no, right, I don't well. think you're pulling. I don't think you're pulling any helicopters with that thing. No. Uh oh. Hmm. 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 Anyway, see you on Monday for the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that was just a. It was just a couple. I had some so, vacation thoughts that came to me. So, so that, did was, you, that was one of them. Did you participate? No, we didn't go to any nude beaches. Um, on whose whose call was that? Yours or Rachel's? It, it was surprisingly like Rachel was like, "Oh, I heard that there's a nude beach on this island," and I was like, "Yeah, I don't." I, I knew. Don't think. I knew it was you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because I would. Here's the thing: I, I wouldn't mind going to it. Like, I don't really care, like you said, about seeing nudity, but I would feel bad about going to a nude beach and then not being nude. I feel like that's just rude. Right. And you're probably worried about showing off, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to show off my, my bronzed Greek body Yeah, to everyone. They'd be like, oh, well, now we have to leave. Time to go, I guess. Yeah. Stupid Americans. Um. Well, Michael, do you want to go back to China with me? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, We haven't had one of these in a little bit, but Ooh, it's... Is it a what's on Weibo? It's time for what's... On Weibo! I'm pretty sure that's a, I'm pretty sure that song is from like one of the weird like video game game shows uh, that were on Nickelodeon back in the day. And you know what? It fits perfectly. <laughs> I fucking love it. So What's on Weibo doesn't really update very often, so I don't get a ton of good stories, and they're mostly about like super sexist or communist stuff that I don't really want to talk about. <laughs> um, but here's a headline. Chinese woman films herself eating unbelievable things. Netizens call the police. So there's one thing. One, what's on Weibo? And apparently, like, the Chinese media in general loves the words, the word netizens. Yes. Which is one of my least favorite words on the yes, we, whole. Yes, we talked about this a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't love it. Um, but so wait, they, when they say she's eating unbelievable things, is it like, she ate a unicorn? She ate a spectral ghost boy. No, unfortunately. Because those things are pretty unbelievable. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> so this is more like one of those people one might see on like uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not, who eat mm. like airplane parts and stuff. Oh. Um, so, so she's a 48-year-old woman. She's retired. She's single with no kids. Uh, her description on Weibo reads, let's eat something normal people cannot Uh, so her, she has multiple videos saying that she'll eat anything from cigarettes to pure wasabi, uh, to cactuses, uh, all sorts of things, really. Um, so. Cactuses. 
She's eaten raw ginger, a bowl of instant noodle with six packs of wasabi, a plate of mealworms, a goldfish, a cactus, a living eel, which we know how that works. At mm. least she put it in the right hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, light bulbs. Uh, the CFL Ooh, light bulbs. Which, that's bad. That's that one, bad. That one is the bad one on this list. Yeah. Um, I, so there's that. Like, there are people on YouTube who do this shit. Like, they eat weird shit. There are people in the world who just, like, like we mentioned, eat, like, aluminum from airplanes because like they could you know ripley's believe it or not bullshit um people just really like to be famous so if it's for something really dumb right but so apparently and here's the thing there's the difference between the the american and like i think western internet and uh the chinese internet uh so to your point the the police, because this was reported to the police, the Chinese police said this is just a, pl- a plot to gain online attention. Uh, she's in good health, no visible yes. injuries, blah, blah, blah. Anything's fine. But apparently people have been calling nonstop to the Chinese government and to the police locally because they think she's under threat and that someone is holding her hostage to make oh. her eat weird shit on the Internet. Okay, and that that's whoever, a different thing now. Whoever's shooting the internet, probably a family member, is threatening her to eat this stuff. And that's that's a weird thing. I gotta be like, yeah, I would be worried about it. But the videos, I'm looking at pictures from this shit. She looks happy as a clam to be eating, just like, just literally chowing down on a fucking cactus. Like she's, she's just a very good actress. She Maybe, but she's smiling like she ain't. She's not, she's having a good time. I mean, some people just... I don't know, some people just kind of get off on that, on that attention, though, right? Right. And the thing is, like, some people can just do it. Yeah. Like, some people or just Or like got- that dude who can, who can, like, have you ever seen that dude who can swallow, like, a lock and a key, and then he can regurgitate the, the lock unlocked? Yeah, no, but so this lady, like, this, like, highlights a couple things, though, like, one, yeah, obviously she just wants fucking viewers, which, like, everyone on the internet does, but, like, also, hello, I will eat whatever you want me to to get this thing going. Um, yeah, it's just how like... Many, how many viewers does she have? I mean, like, how many views does she get on her videos? At least, like, a couple thousand, it looks like. Um, okay. But, like, it's... Okay. So, Kush. Yeah. What do you... What do we, what do we need to eat? I mean, clearly, at least a goldfish and a... a a CFL light bulb, which to be I'm fair, not eating a light bulb, but it, I will eat a goldfish. Michael, it's That's f- easy. It's full of that tasty mercury, which yeah. is a very good transitional metal. Um, so or transition <laughs> metal, I will eat that thing, no problem. Um, All right, you yeah. can eat the light bulbs. I'll eat the goldfish. All right, wow, whoa, you maniac! You'll take a life. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, but again though, uh, like uh, I don't think anyone in the like in the U.S. if they saw someone with a channel like this who was just like eating random shit. They would never think to like call the police out of concern for the person in the video. No, they definitely wouldn't. <laughs> like, no, yeah, they would just celebrate it in all shapes and forms. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's just like a the like the infancy of the Chinese internet. Like, you know, there's still a lot of censorship around. Like, people don't have a fully free internet, so they're just like, oh, this can't possibly be true. But yet, in the U.S., we've been trolling people for. 15, 20 years at this point, so just like, obviously, people would do whatever the fuck you possibly can. Yeah, I mean, we're used to just people doing really stupid shit on the internet. I mean, like, that's kind of the whole point of the internet, right? Including our our president. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not? Well, Michael, what else you got for me? I I got some stories if you want, but, uh... I know you, you had visited a place in in London that you wanted to talk to me about. Oh, yes, I did. Um, so, Kush... You've have you ever had a Magnum ice cream bar? Of course, they're amazing, right? Yes, I, the double caramel is really good. Double chocolate's great. They're uh, all they're all fantastic. They're. I went to a a place in London. Mm-hmm. It's a pop up store. Yeah, a Magnum pop up store that is called a Magnum Pleasure Store. Wait, that sounds bad. It does sound bad, but it's very very good. Very you good. Go in. And you get to choose which kind of chocolate you'd like them to dip it in. And they dip it in front of you. And then they dip it. So they dip it in the chocolate you want. And then they dip it in either peanut butter or like a cookie crunch center. And then they re-dip it in the chocolate. And then they pour whatever toppings you want on it. All right in front of you. They They create your own, your very own bespoke magnum chocolate bar in front of you. 
You're gonna have to talk over my boner. Um, so, what what did you get there, my friend? I got a dark chocolate with uh, peanut butter, and then dark chocolate again, uh-huh. and then some some hazelnuts and some fudge brownie and some uh, what whatever the, it was like some kind of caramel pearl something or other thing. That sounds like a really beefy stick to shove in your mouth. Oh my god! It, it, they serve it in a little in a little box. It's like it. It's oh my god! I, I can uh, tell and, you're having trouble talking about this. And so I don't know if you've ever heard of Jeremy Scott, but Jeremy no. Scott is an American fashion designer. Yeah, and apparently he works with Magnum to design their pop up stores. Uh-huh. So they have these giant like uh, Magnum bars that are like all like bedazzled and stuff, and they have. They have Instagram boxes where you put your ice cream into the Instagram box and then take a picture of it. Okay, that's absurd. That makes me very angry. <laughs> I hate I hate Jeremy Scott. I've never hated anyone more in my life than Jeremy I'm gonna, Scott. I'm going to send you a picture of I, of Jeremy. No, of of my uh, one of my my ice cream bars. Oh, you you took an Instagram. Oh, photo. fuck yeah! I took an Instagram. All photo right, well, of let's this see thing. it. Um, I will say, as far as pop-up bars go, that one sucks compared to one that I've heard about in Washington, D.C. It's a Game of Thrones pop-up bar. Uh, they have a lot of Game of Thrones-themed cocktails. And behind the bar is the uh, weirwood tree from the, you know, the, the tree with the northern gods in it. Mm. It's creepy as fuck and looks awesome as hell. Um I want to go there very but badly. If we have any friends in DC, they don't have any Magnum bars. They don't have Magnum bars or a sick ass Instagram booth. So you know, <laughs> fuck me, I guess. Um, I'm waiting on Slack. Let's see where uh, this it's thing actually. Is. I sent it to you a text because they're on my phone. Oh, the pictures are on my phone. Shouldn't have done that, idiot. Holy, that was yours. Oh, wait, mm. which one was yours? The one that looks like very bad, or the one that looks majestic in the window? <laughs> the one that looks majestic in the window is like six feet tall. Okay, yeah, because that looks like like golden pearls mixed mm-hmm. with like. They actually had a special edition one that had like gold flakes that you could get on it. Okay, I'll be very honest with you. It looks like you laid your delicious chocolate ice cream bar down on like a golden Epcot. Um, <laughs> I want to go to this place very badly, and I want what you had, but in my mm-hmm. mouth. Yeah, I want it in my mouth. Um. We had to wait also, in line like 20 minutes to get into this place. Also, you're, the lady who dipped your chocolate ice cream bar looks so excited about what she's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah they were I'm, actually very nice. They were very excited about, about what they were doing. Magnum bars are pretty great. They're they're majestic. majestic yeah, I can't talk. They're pretty awesome. Um, have, you ever, have you ever laid on a waterbed? Yeah, my, my parents' bed when I was a little kid was a waterbed. Really? My parents had a waterbed too. That was like a very, I think, like seventies, eighties thing. To yeah, have. very eighties thing. Um, yeah. yeah, so I was born eighty five, which is when their house was built. So I, I was, you know, so I moved into their the same house they're in right now. Mm-hmm. They had a waterbed um, at the time. I thought it was super fucking cool. Right. Now I really am pretty weirded out by it. <laughs> so when I when I went off to college, one of my parents' friends, we we were looking for a bed. And one of my parents' friends happened to have this old, like, soft side waterbed mm-hmm. where it was, like, basically a normal mattress that had been, it looked like it was hollowed out and you, and it had, like, these little tubes for the yeah. water in it. And it, and so I, like, slept on one of those basically entire college. Um, really? Yeah. What? Oddly enough. Yeah. It was, like, a soft side waterbed mattress. <laughs> so. <laughs> How much do they charge you for? Like, $9,000? No, there was, like, 20. She, she charged me, like, 50 bucks for it, which is why we bought it. Yeah, that's hard to say no to because right. every it time like, I talk oh. to anyone with a a water bed, they're like, "Yeah, that's gonna be four thousand dollars." Well, I mean, that was the great thing. It was like it was just a it was like a normal mattress that you like unzipped and put these like tubes in, and so like it wasn't like a huge like wooden monstrosity water bed situation. You could like to fill or on to dump out the the water bed. You just pulled out these tubes. You could actually carry them. I just um, very much remember my parents like pulling a hose in through yeah, their oh, yeah. bedroom window mm-hmm. and filling up their bed, and I'm just yeah. like, this seems like more <laughs> trouble than it's worth. <laughs> so, one thing that I really like to do, though, I really like boats, as you know. Yes, I've, I do. And of one course. of the best things about being on a boat is just like laying on a boat. Yeah, and then because it, it the the waves are very soothing. Like, yeah, I've rented, I've gotten a. 
uh, a stand-up paddleboard before and just laid on it rather than standing up on it just because I really like the the motion. The motion of the ocean, sure. Exactly. But I had the thought, what if you got one of those boats that have a bed on it and you put a water bed in it? That seems like too much for any one person to handle. Right. Well, that was the question. I brought this up to Rachel and it was like, would it build upon itself so much that you would literally be thrown out of the bed or would it cancel itself out and you would just be like laying on nothing definitely not that one because of (laughs) because of fluid dynamics so not that one um i will say it would probably depend on how much you have the bed filled um but fuck yeah no i feel like that of all things i don't get seasick i never have but like if I had to be, if I had to deal with the motion of the ocean plus the motion of the bed ocean that I was laying upon, mm-hmm. I would puke all over everything <laughs> in my entire life. It would be a nonstop projectile sort of situation. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to like look up whether anyone else has done this, but I feel like somebody must have tried this, right? Yeah, I mean, certainly someone has gotten to this eventually. Like, yeah, there's no way we we're the first idiots to think of this. <laughs> <laughs> I I assume I assume you're googling this as quickly as I yeah. am. <laughs> I was saying I was saying it was a random kind of it was kind of like a shower thought, but it was more of like a like a vacation thought. So like while I, I was like sitting on the beach, I was like, huh. So I did Google waterbed on a cruise, and the like the fourth result that came up was planning a river cruise. Seven mistakes you think you're too smart to make. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and assume one of them is about a waterbed. Oh, somebody said if you put a water. Oh, somebody put made a meme that was like one of the the one with the uh, the raptor. Have you ever seen the, the picture the, of the raptor? The velociraptor? Yeah. So it's if you put a waterbed on a boat, does it feel like you're laying completely still? And? Oh, just that's just the That's just the meme. So I'm not the only one. Oh, Yahoo. We got a Yahoo. Oh, oh we, got, we got our first Yahoo. <laughs> if you put a... If you put a waterbed on a boat, do they cancel out? A boat floats according to its average density. If it is floating, its average density must be less than the density of water. If you add water, like in a waterbed, you will always increase the average density of a floating boat. So it will always float deeper in the water. That's not a good answer. Yeah, that's just like, if you add more weight to the boat, it'll be heavier. Huh. <laughs> uh, so I would go ahead and assume just that, like, the boat will be, like, it'll be fine. Like, you'll just kind of shift like you would normally on a bed. Because, um, like... I will say when I've been on a cruise, like in the bed, I did not notice the water at all. It was mostly when I was standing and had to like manage, like, you know, maintaining balance. Like I think if you're in a bed, you're not going to really hear anything or notice anything, no matter what sort of mattress you have. Uh, <laughs> I think that definitely would depend on how full the bed was. If there's a lot of room for air in the air, like in the water mattress, like the water bed, like you'll probably get some sloshing around. But well, but that's the question: is like, would it just be like? Would it would it always be, be like, behind. It would always be behind the tilting of the boat, no right? Matter what. Yeah, so. but like, it, it, would there be? Could there be a, a frequency that you would fill the? I mean, like you'd fill the water up to such a way where that you would actually get some kind of weird like Tacoma Narrows bridge action where it would like start to like resonate so badly that you would actually just destroy everything you're talking just like an infinitely growing sine wave that yeah. just, <laughs> <Like you> just <laughs> i found <laughs> i found a uh a forum post from uh bodybuilding.com if you put a waterbed on a houseboat <laughs> would they cancel each other out if, if you put this very still water on a platform or very still water what will happen i mean i i feel like if cruise ships could find a way to make people more miserable on board than like <laughs> you know the norovirus and like bad gambling and shitty food like they would do it they would add water beds to the boat like if they could figure out how to be, make people more miserable for more money they would do it because you can charge is, more for a water bed that is true that would be like the premium option yeah i'd be like oh we got water beds Oh, I want that. That sounds great. Oops, vomitcity.com. <laughs> so one person on bodybuild on the forum on bodybuilding.com says, "Waterbeds eliminate the need for the motion in the ocean. A blessing, really." And then somebody responded to that, "Then the angle of your dangle is up to you. Though living in a firehouse would add to the heat of your meat." Yeah, once again, I think uh <laughs> we're very much building on the the fact that 
men don't understand how one penises work, two how anything works, and three physics in general. Just nope, bad. Everything's bad. Michael, we got about ten minutes left. Do you got anything else for me? I'll say I I am not like I said I am not up on the the news trends because well, well obviously you've been traveling so yeah. you let your good friend Michael Cushing uh you know walk you through I got three options for you one do you want to talk about space soldiers mm. do you want to talk about the Tour de France and people doping in in interesting ways or do you want to talk about Skittles being super racist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I want to talk about Skittles being super racist. You know, I had a, an odd feeling you might want to do that. Because, um, I mean, I have been I have been reading the Expanse series of books, which makes me very interested in space marines. Yes. But it's hard to pass up Skittles being racist. Okay, so, uh, as you know, like, end of June, uh, which we just passed, uh, a lot of Pride events, uh, you know, People just kind of uh, rallying around LGBT, LGBTQ events. So apparently Skittles uh, in celebration of Pride Week. Um, you know, so Skittles, obviously, multicolored candies. Uh, yeah, it should be a slam dunk for them. So give the rainbow, taste the rainbow. Right. Uh, is there a, is there a slogan? Um, rather than celebrating that, you know, their natural rainbow colored candies, mm-hmm. um... They made a bag of all white Skittles oh in, an their- all, in an all white and black bag. Um, Why? And they said they got rid of the rainbow. So they said only one rainbow matters. So we're going to take all the color out of ours to focus on the one that matters, which is the people. But oh God. so like I, I want to say I get what they're saying. It's like we don't want to focus on our dumb like corporatist rainbow to let the rainbow that matters shine but again but they took all the color out and made it all white all white mm. to focus on pride and the rainbow of everybody when when like small businesses do really stupid things like you're like oh that's i mean that's pretty bad but like when a large corporation does stupid shit. You're like, how many people did this go through? And they're like, yeah, no. Well, the thing this is, appara- sounds like a good idea. Apparently, I'm just learning. They did this last year, also. They did the same thing last year. Um, and they're a rainbow already. It should be a slam dunk for them, corporation wise. This yeah. is the easiest thing they've ever had to do. Was like, we've always been a rainbow. We've always supported this. Bam. That's it. Yeah, and like it, it comes at a. I I feel like if it if we weren't living in the current time that we are, that's like, you know, people had it the day after there was a on trending on Twitter was the hashtag heterosexual Pride Day. You missed that one. God bless. Uh, oh Christ! You know, are you kidding me? No, that happened. Sorry, bud. Um, oh, yeah, God. sorry to tell you. Um, like if we weren't living in a world where like that should happen, like this could probably people could like Skittles could probably get away with it. It'd be fine. But like we're in that world, so you can't really show like all white Twitter like or all all, all white Skittles to be like pride <laughs> in this day. Like all white pride Skittles. Yeah, like. There's a there's a time and a place and yeah maybe wait a couple of years Skittles before you get back to this one. With social media especially, it's really kind of amplified how bad some brands are at being <laughs> being brands. Like the thing is, it's also like the the brands that like want like clearly have good intentions in mind, but are also just like bad at it. And it's also yeah, like, like trying to it's capitalize like, on but it's like, things. If you're bad at it, you don't have a place in the conversation. Just like, like just when, stop. When SpaghettiOs like tried to celebrate like Pearl Harbor Day or whatever, <laughs> which is like a SpaghettiO like holding an American flag, and it was like, why are you why 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 are you even trying? Hey, chef. this is not part of you. Hey, chef, you Italian shithead. <laughs> You were on the wrong side in that war. Back <laughs> off. No one wants your sketty and meatballs. Go away. It's one thing to be like, oh, yes, we support all people. Like, we're not, we're not discriminatory or whatever. But, like, 
it's so transparent when brands are trying to capitalize monetarily on yeah. something going on and it's like so it's so easy to see and it people never react well to it like the fucking pepsi commercial right like, we see through you stop right. doing it Partic- particularly when like their branding already aligns with something that's like with the cause they're trying to advocate for it's like don't try too hard just be like hey taste of the rainbow we right. already have it go go pride week like, right. I, and i get the point they're trying to make something different, different. so that yeah. people will be compelled to buy it other than just any other le- like day of skittles but like fuck man come on yeah it's bad it's real bad <laughs> i wish we could go back to when we were talking about putting keys in fridges that was better <laughs> Well, Michael, I think we're about to close it out for this week. You got anything fun for me? You got anything you want to talk about? You know, we've, you've been out of the world for a minute. So anything that struck you this week? I actually have a really fun headline. Yeah? That I really wanted to read to you. And you don't have to talk about the story too much, but this headline just, it tickled my fancy. I'd love to hear it, and then we can just close out that show real quick. All right. It's from the Daily Mail. Oh, good. Yes. They really did take the biscuit. Sticky-fingered gang of five who stole 20,000 pounds worth of jammy dodgers during a daring factory raid are jailed for 11 years. Holy shit, I can't even... (laughs) So five dudes stole 20,000 cookies and went to jail for 11 years? They stole 20,000 pounds worth of something called... Oh, 20,000 pounds? (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Worth of jammy dodgers. I mean, so basically they sold 20,000 pounds of, like, Keebler, like, jam cookies. <laughs> yeah, so they, from a South Wales biscuit factory, uh, they're from Liverpool, and they, they went to South Wales and uh, stole 20,000 pounds, as in, like, Great Britain pounds, not, like, not like oh, uh, okay. pounds of, yeah, of cookies. By, by the way, jammy dodgers are exactly what you think they are. They're, <laughs> they're like, two layers of cookie around some fucking shitty jam. Uh, with like a heart in the middle, like they're exact. <laughs> you've had them a million times. You know exactly what they are. They were sentenced to eleven years, like total, between the five of them. So they're oh, okay. So like two yeah. years apiece. Got it. Okay. Yeah, it was like twelve to forty-four months range between the five of them. But apparently, after they were sentenced, um, the ringleader Anthony Edgerton said, "Sweet, thanks, Your Honor. That will be lovely." And then another defendant quipped, "Anyone fancy a biscuit?" <laughs> So these guys are these guys are pretty cheeky. Yeah, very a lot of cheek on these guys. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, you got to think about what the British like prison system is like. Probably not that bad, uh, <laughs> you know, by American standards. Um, again, yeah, damn it, shit. They, I mean, I just, they went through a lot. I mean, like they cloned some some uh, license plates so they wouldn't know the vehicles were stolen. Um, they actually like I mean it was a pretty well planned out heist of some jammy Dodgers. It also I just want to go ahead and wait, we've talked about some pretty serious thefts on this show before. Like you talk about the North American thefts, like people stealing like thousands, hundreds of thousands of gallons of maple syrup, millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, back in our mother country, <laughs> from whence we all sprang. The glorious empire. Some assholes were just stealing twenty thousand pounds worth of cookies. Yeah, and like cracking, cracking wise about it. Yeah, like what are you fuck? What are you guys doing? <laughs> like you fuck you. No wonder you're leaving the EU, you assholes. Like the threat's not immigrants. It's you idiots stealing cookies, not working, getting fucking jobs, idiots. I wanted to get your take on something. Okay. Our our Slack group went pretty back and forth on this this one, so I can't find the I can't find the exact tweet, but I want to share this with you. Uh, so obviously, I've talked quite a lot about punching kids in the name <laughs> of good on this show, um, yep. specifically the very last two weeks. Just like if a if a kid shows up begging for a, a beating, you know, he's getting it from me, no problem. Um, but someone on Twitter, I, I again I can't remember because I can't find the tweet, asked. At what age are you 100% confident that you could beat up every single person person of that age? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you know, like I could beat up every one year old, two year old, three year old, no problem. Those kids ain't causing me problems. You know, game over. I'll, I'll kick them to, to death, really. Um, at what point would you, one, say, like a 12 year old could really beat the shit out of me? And then a 12 year old could definitely, there is definitely a 12 year old out there that can beat the shit out of right. me. Right. So yeah, at, at this point, there's one person at that age who could mm-hmm. kill me. And also, at what age could they not? So like, one, we've talked about this. One of my favorite things on the planet, obviously, animals destroying little kids. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing. Second, like old Marines getting jumped and them just destroying people. Like I love when old veterans just like really mess people up. That's one of my, that's one of my favorite headlines on the internet. Yeah. So upper, I feel lower and upper, upper threshold. I feel a lot more confident about the lower threshold just because like there's a size factor. Right. right, you got you got reach, you got leverage. That's huge. When you get to the upper threshold, though, the thing is, is that some people, I mean, like people have had so long to hone very specific skills. Right, right. So, like, I would have to go above, like, probably ninety five plus before I'd feel comfortable. Ninety five plus. Yeah. Even with those very frail bones. I'm just saying, have you, like, there was that one dude who I mean, was I'm like, not arguing with you. I, I'm so with you. I, there was yeah. that one dude who was, like, 92 and running, like, Ironmans or some shit. Yeah. Like, he's gonna whoop my ass. There's nothing about that. I mean, he's just very wiry. You're not, like, he, <laughs> he's got a lot of, like, fast switch muscle. That's fine. No, but so, for, on the lower end, I'm thinking, like, like, seven or eight. Wow. Okay, really? There's so got to be like one jacked like nine year old. So that's okay. So I'll, I'll I'll walk you through where where I was. I've been thinking about this a lot <laughs> the last <laughs> two weeks <laughs> since you've been gone. So one, I have immense respect for old veterans. Like I feel like they could 100 percent kill me at any at the drop of a hat. Like mm-hmm. yeah, you know, there's someone who's 90 years old out there who, like Buzz Aldrin, if he wanted to, would 100 percent drop me on my ass. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. No problem. That like that's gonna happen. So like I have pretty low confidence that I, I could beat up an old man. I've also never been in a fight in my entire <laughs> life other than my brother, who used to beat the ever living snot out of me, and I swore to myself that I would kill him when I got once I got big enough to beat him up. Mm-hmm. Have you? I, no, I realized we were the same exact person and he was pretty cool and I wanted to be <laughs> his friend and not hit him. Um which you know, like good for him. That was a pretty good older brother tactic. Um mm. he he won that one. Um, so I've never it's been a long a, con. I did punch him very hard in the mouth one time in the pool. Um, cause he was trying to drown me, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I like, I've never been in a fight. So I don't know, honestly, if I could beat up a 12 year old because the last person I fought was 12 years old because mm. he was trying to drown me in my pool. Mm. I don't know, but I will say I, I was pretty confident that I could get, I could probably just with reach and leverage and like pure strength. And just like someone wants to cry for their mommy or dad, whatever, at twelve, I could I could defeat a twelve year old. But then our friend Matt sent a a link to the world's strongest like nine year old. Oh yeah, that kid was. And by jacked. the way, that kid is fucking ripped as hell. Yeah. Like And he's 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 short though. Yeah, again, like yeah, like if that kid came at me when he was, you know, nineteen and all his growth plates were all jacked up. <laughs> Like he'll never grow more than five foot three. Yeah, I could defeat him. But when he's nine years old and all roided up and killing me, like, yeah, I have no, I have no chance. Well, but like, what kind of fight are we talking about? Are there rules to this fight, or is no, it just no like, rules? No just right. Barred. Yeah, no rules. Just right. You go to okay. town. No, I, I guess no guns. Is that a rule? Yeah. <laughs> so no weapons. If there's no weapons involved, thing is, like, I, I feel pretty confident I could defeat any like, and this is mostly as a younger brother. Having mm-hmm. fought an older brother, I know the value that puberty really, Im- <laughs> really emplaces upon someone. Cause I was never that much smaller than my brother, but I had weak little boy muscles. Mm, yeah. And he had strong, like fat, like young man muscles. <laughs> and I could never do anything to him. And he would sit upon my head and fart on me. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't fight back, even though I really, really wanted to, cause I did not want my head farted upon. <laughs> And who does I, really <laughs> listen? Not this guy. I and I told my brother as such, and he would. Although not, rule rule thirty four of the internet or whatever would probably say that there's there's something out there. There's someone out there who just yeah, please fart on this head, please. Um, but yeah, so 
I I got farted upon a lot, even though I was like bigger and brownier than my older brother, because I did I had weak little boy muscles. So like I'm pretty confident there's a certain age, like pre puberty, they're like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you, no pro- no no problem. They're at least at least smack you around pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I was also like whenever I old, though. whenever I fell over leading up to like the age of twelve, if I skinned my knee, I'm crying for my mom pretty quick. I'm just saying, have you ever seen pictures of Shaq when he was, like, in eighth okay. grade or whatever? Yeah, yeah, th- that's a good point, because we are saying there's one 12-year-old who could beat us up. That's a good right. point. You're, like, you're talking about one. Like, Shaq, when he was, like, 12, he was, like, six foot seven or some shit. Yeah, damn Like, it. he's gonna destroy you. That's a good point. I did play, because we play- <laughs> So, again, I went to a small Christian school, and we played, like, bubble schools <laughs> in basketball- <laughs> I'm sure that went real well. It did not go well because we played against like all of Palm Beach County, mm. which I think like a twenty twenty percent of, of like high school like or college football players come yeah. from Palm Beach County. Yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of college athletes coming out of Palm Beach County. I'll say this: I've never been dunked on so many times in a basketball <laughs> game as I have been when I was playing against Lakeshore Middle School. That's all I'm saying. Nor have so many athletes driven themselves to the to the game. Yeah, in, in, <laughs> in middle school. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like maybe f- fifth grade is probably like the threshold. So like ten years old, I think I'm I'm I got a good shot. Yeah, uh, with Again, against it, every ten year old. It is one ten year old at a time. Though. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fair. I, I I think that's where I kind of landed on after seeing this kid of like at eight years old who is like a small Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> and will continue to be a small Dwayne the Rock Johnson forever. Yeah, but he's right at he's right at ball height is the problem. Again, yeah, that that was if where it's I no was holds like, barred. If I'm if I'm fighting an eight year old, no rules, just right. He's just at ball level with mm-hmm. no compunction against like a gentleman's agreement to not punch balls, and yeah. also his have not dropped yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, like some ten year old could defeat me in single combat because there's no rules. But like it's, the thing is, is that no matter how many how many muscles you have, if you're if you're like four foot seven, I can still pick you up and throw you. Right, exactly. That's what like again, reach and leverage and like mm-hmm. pure strength are like pretty significant. Like I can just let an idiot and again, like the mental game, like a twelve year old, I'll just let you wear yourself out and then I'll you know, like I, I can again, I'm pretty sure I can defeat most twelve year olds in like single combat. But most there's most. one I'm sure out there. There's like, at least one Shaq-sized 12-year-old out Who's there. got a supreme mental game, who knows how to work the system. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And again, I'm very weak. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just about done, but I wanted to leave you with uh, with one F my life that I came yes. across that made me giggle. Please. Because we, we both have puppies. We do. Very old, ancient puppies. So this was... Uh, says, today, my dog was knocked unconscious. I had to race him to the vet and pay a small fortune for x-rays and shots. All because he ran into the kitchen at full speed and smashed headfirst into the refrigerator after hearing me open a bag of turkey. FML. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty excellent. I mean, like, my dog doesn't move fast enough anymore to, like, like... To run into anything at full speed, uh, but like if I open any bag of cheese, mm-hmm. she mater- like she like materializes like she apparated Harry Potter style directly next to me. <laughs> if Bonnie, if Bonnie had more heft behind her, there's definitely been times where she has slid into walls, and it would have hurt her if she was heavier than like twelve pounds. Yeah. So one of my favorite stories, like uh. One of my exes, we had to go to the emergency vet one night because, like, she jumped off the couch from, like, a foot foot's height and, <laughs> like, started limping immediately. Like, oh, no, did she break her paw? And, like, took her to the vet. Took, like, three hours and, like, the vet finally brought her. Like, one of the funniest things I've ever seen was her being wheeled back into the back on a stretcher, like, sitting up. <laughs> like, just a dog on a full-grown human stretcher just going back. Just hilarious. And they finally bring her back and the vet's just like, well, she's kind of fat. And she she probably jumped off the couch and hurt her elbow. So maybe try her not being so fat. <laughs> well, Michael, I think that's going to do it for us tonight on Trends in Low Places. I've had a 
absolute pleasure talking to you with you again. Yeah, it's been it's been great getting back into it. Yeah, I've missed it. Um, well, everyone, if you want to learn more about this show or our other show, The Longest Days of Our Lives, a 24 fan cast that Michael and I do with our good buddy Curtis, you can check out goodbuddymedia.com slash blog. I very occasionally, sometimes rarely occasionally put up blog posts uh for each episode um we also have an email address that you can contact us and send us uh tips for this show which is pretty sweet so uh if you have a story that you want to share with us either text me or michael if you know us or send it to goodbuddymedia at gmail.com uh we will definitely add that to the show and uh michael how else can people uh, help us out with the show you can find us on uh twitter or facebook at tilpcast um and uh, the best thing to do is to share us with your friends, either by, uh, you know, retweeting our, our tweets on Twitter or by uh, sharing our posts on Facebook or even just, you know, word of mouth. Um, that's the best way to kind of get out there and, and reach more people. Um, you can find us on all of your, um, you know, standard uh, podcast apps, either the the or iTunes or the Apple Podcast or on Podbean, Stitcher, you know, whatever podcast app you you use, you can uh, find us at, at by searching Trends in Low Places um, and you know, give us a comment or a uh, a rating. Uh, it's really important because it tells other people that we're cool, um, and then they decide to listen to us. So. Yeah, no, and uh, we've actually had some really nice growth here in the last couple of weeks and uh, oddly getting listens from people we've never heard of and comments from them. So uh, please keep doing the good work of spreading the word of Trends in Low Places and uh, we can't wait to talk to you next week. Uh, Michael, it's been lovely talking to you. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Toodles. Toodles.